What's up, everybody? Welcome back if you are a returning listener, and welcome if you are a new listener. I am Christina Royster, and this is Young Black Independented. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. On today's episode, I have a guest, Kendra Crump. Kendra is from Atlanta. She's a rising comedian. She's a recent graduate of Clark Atlanta University, and Kendra is just a good time. You will hear on this episode, Kendra's a little bit of a wild card, and that's okay. You know, she's a really funny comedian, and I'm so excited that we got to record this virtually. Uh, She was in Florida at the time, and I was in Jersey, but as I said, she is from Atlanta, and we talked all about just women in the media industry and women breaking into comedy specifically. So stay tuned. Before I get into the interview with Kendra, I wanted to do Put Y'all On, and it's not really a traditional Put Y'all On, it's just a rant, to be honest. (laughs) I didn't get to record Put Y'all On with Kendra, but I could not let this episode go by without talking about Simone Biles. And unless you live under a rock, you know Simone Biles is a global phenomenon, and basically everybody already knows this information, but I just want to stress the importance of mental health, because Simone Biles, let me remind you, Simone Biles is 24 years old. Simone Biles already has Olympic gold medals. I believe she has four. Simone Biles is basically the last remaining victim of a nasty ass sexual assault United States gymnastics physician. And that's a lot of pressure on a person. Olympic athlete, you're carrying a sexual assault case for all these other girls, all that weight on your back. And that's why you have to protect your mental health. Black women, it seems like, I was going to say something bold. I was going to say it seems like nobody gives a fuck about us. That's not true. We do, we care about each other, black women. And we do have some allies in our brothers. I say some because there are definitely some men out here disrespecting black women. But overall, The most important thing that I've learned this whole pandemic with Naomi backing out, with Simone backing out, it's just reminding me that these jobs do not give a fuck about you and we are not machines and we are humans and we have feelings and we have emotions and we need to take care of our mental health. And I don't give a fuck about no damn Olympics. I don't care how many brand deals are on the line, how many millions of dollars, and how many fans want to see Simone. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I am so proud of this young lady for putting herself first. Finally, we always put other people first. We always put our jobs first, trying to prove ourselves. I read somewhere that Simone performed, I don't know if it was the last Olympics or the trials, she performed with broken toes in her feet. How do you do gymnastics with broken toes? How? This girl has pushed herself to the limit. And now she's asking y'all for a little bit of grace. And I better not hear now one of y'all say nothing about Simone Biles. Like, oh, you're a champion. You can't give up like that. Yes, you can. If you've never had a mental break, lucky you. Because let me tell you something. I really was at my wits end just a couple months ago. And I can't imagine. That doesn't even compare to what Simone is going through. She says she looked up in the stands And it was really hard for her not to see anybody. The stands are empty at the Olympics. No cheering, no clapping, no high-fiving. Her parents are not there. It got to her. And so this young lady said, she, let me uh, read this from the New York Times. 
Simone Biles, the four-time Olympic gold medalist, will not compete in Thursday, Thursday being July 29th, 2021, individual all-around competition. So she has withdrawn from the individual all-around in addition to the team finals. And they said she had qualified for four event finals and was expected to win gold in at least three of those events. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's all I can say. Oh, well. She didn't, she didn't participate. She didn't win for the United States. Oh, well. I don't care. This girl has given more than enough of herself to us. And honestly, we don't even deserve that. These jobs don't deserve us. <laughs> I know this sounds like a rant, but I really have gone through it personally. And I have started to realize the importance of mental health. People think, oh, you just take a bubble bath, light a candle, put on a face mask, everything's good. No, it's not. And I really, really hope this girl gets to rest her mind, her body, and her soul. And we have to commend Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka kind of started this trend. Naomi Osaka really made it okay for black female athletes to say, you know what? Not today. No, I don't feel like it today. I want to put my mental health first. And everybody looked at Naomi crazy. Well, guess what? Naomi did it, and now Simone has taken Naomi's lead, and I'm so proud so damn proud of these young ladies because I probably wouldn't have the balls if I was in the Olympics I probably would have been like oh so much is on the line even recently in my own job I would think oh I don't want to leave my job high and dry fuck that ain't no team player ain't no team player when y'all didn't care when Christina was having a mental breakdown so you know what Simone she probably does feel bad for her team but at the end of the day you got to put yourself first and I'm still learning that every single day so that's my put y'all on. Mental health matters. Black women's mental health matters. And I stand with Naomi and Simone. Naomi didn't, didn't drop out of the Olympics. She disqualified. She, she lost a match. And that's a tough loss. And I'm honestly surprised she even took herself all the way there. And she rocked that shit with the red box braids. So young black women, old black women, your mental health matters. I love you. Now let's get into this interview with Kendra. Tell the folks listening at home about yourself and what you're working on and who you are. Uh, yes, uh, Kendra Crump, a.k.a. the H&IC. That's all I'm going to say because I'm going to try to listen. So I go with the flow. You ain't using profanity. I'm not using profanity. But all the ones that want to know what H and I see me. Oh so no, we can talk. We can use profanity on Young Black and Opinionated. That is perfect. Okay, because yeah. I am the head nigga in charge. Okay, put some respect <laughs> on my name. I'm a free spirited hippie who loves Jesus Christ from Atlanta. I'm not a Grady baby. I think my parents had a little bit more money, so I'm not Emory Croft alone. Now I, like, I was like, oh my goodness, like I I'm kind of rich because I thought I was kind of rich because I had an intercom in my house. I used to press them, like, welcome to McDonald's, ma'am. Take your order. Oh, good old days. And then my parents got divorced. My dad took the money with him. So I started off at Riches, and I'm still at Rags right now. That's why I'm trying to jump on all these podcasts, because you might be best friends with uh, Warren Buffett or something like that. You can know. help me, you know, get my dreams out so I can get out of my Section 8 neighborhood where I walk into uh, the complex. And I see, like, if the trash bin is empty on a Monday, we just, like, had had the, uh, the the trash guys come by. Why is it Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. it's all full again? Oh my it's because gosh. the people across the way and people all around the other area, they don't want to pay for no for no sanitation mm -hmm. at their uh, house. They want to go pay the weed man's bills and keep the liquor store <laughs> open. And they want to be like, oh, let me go over here, tiptoe over here, you know, tiptoe in their Jordans and whatnot. That's oh what my God. This is you so are a mess. Right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me go back back. <laughs> Let's go back to it, okay? Because we're like, who'd you bring off? She's so I stop it, all right? No, she's going to keep it real in this episode, y'all. But yeah, so um recent college graduate, but I uh, just enrolled myself back into school and okay. 
I am um, just just uh, trying to get my uh, doctorate in child psychology. So you can call me Dr. Crump, and that mm. is about it. Uh, hopefully, awesome. listen. I try to keep it short, simple to the to the point. And I'm also rapper to games, uh, wife slash baby mom, uh, JC on Terrell Taylor. I'm tired of shouting you out, sir. Respond <laughs> back, and I'm putting my finger in your face because this is going on YouTube, and you're gonna see it. Okay, listen. <laughs> Doggone it. Respond back to my DM that I sent you April 19th, 2020. Oh 8.08 my God. PM. April 19th, 2021 at 9.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. You were up doing something you were supposed to be doing. She is keeping tabs on the game, y'all. As you can see, Kendra is hilarious. Kendra is a comedian and you're starting out with, you know, content creation like the rest of us online. So can you tell us a little bit about your social media journey and the videos that you've been creating and where you hope it'll lead you so you don't have to work no more. <laughs> so, well, um, let's not get it twisted. Creative work is work. It's actually probably harder than a nine to five, honestly. I think it's only hard, sis, if it is like p- people are forcing you to do this day in and day out where you don't have the love and fun. Like I, when I first started like posting my videos out and like gaining my following, I've had followers say, Hey, you ain't going to post something today. I'm like, I just posted something yesterday. What about today? Yeah. I people start getting on you looking for the why content. Don't you post, why don't you post every day? <laughs> why don't you give me, why don't you make a joke about a dog? I once had one couple, uh, try to get me to post, like make a comedy, like, uh, beef skit against each other. Like I didn't realize that the baby, the baby father, I randomly found because my my audience uh, is mainly men. Because I realized that men are going to support. This is so sad. Men will support a woman faster than women will support women, mm. and vice versa. You know. Mm. And I don't know the reason why. Maybe it's because they realize I'm going to rub my butt across their face like Kishi and WWF. <laughs> but I mean, it could go that way. But the women will be trying to holler at me, look like Manny Fresh, P.O.P. Hold it down. Oh Webby, little boosie, trick daddy, <laughs> like, 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 I don't have time for that. Like, why can't they look like Nia Long? It's always the one <laughs> that you don't want. And it's the same thing with men, too. I'm just saying, like, it, you know, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that there were so many unattractive people until I hit the World Wide Web. I'm like, man, that's yeah. Yeah, let's stay on topic because, like, girl, my ADHD be kicking in. But no, I, I've had, you know, where I've had things where, um, I've had people say do a, a skit, a video every day, but that's like not making the fun out of it. And there mm-hmm. are times it still is exhaustive. Like, you know, even like though, um, I, I wouldn't call it vacation because I still got to check emails. I'm like, this, is yeah. this ain't no real vacation. Real vacation is when my phone is somewhere lost, like probably 3,000 miles away, and I'm getting my freak on with some random Mexican man. <laughs> and I don't even know his name. We just speak in Espanol with each other. <laughs> El Fano, Telefono. You know, but no. So when it comes with, let me guys just give you a quick little backstory, like a little three minutes or less of how I got to um, where I'm at now with comedy and, and everything else. Okay. Just quick sure. backstory. So I have been funny my entire life. And um, I remember. And how do you feel about calling yourself funny? Because some people, it might be awkward to talk about themselves that way, but I honestly sometimes tell myself, Hey, I think I'm pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I never thought I was funny. It just kept, people just kept saying I was hilarious. And then when I started my Snapchat, I started through Snapchat 2016 and I would say, welcome to the Kendra Crumb show. Cause people told me in high school, you need your own TV show. You are hilarious. Uh, blase woo. And I said, okay, 2016, I am, um, in college. And I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and 
try to get my voice out there or some way, somehow start with. And I'll tell you, that's kind of early for me, at least. I didn't really get into podcasting and stuff until like 2018. So you were a trailblazer. Well, hold on, wait. I'm about to tell you, because it, it was steps. It was steps. So you beat me in the podcast. You beat me by one year. So there <laughs> you go. Uh, but no, so 2016, I started. And I wish I could have really started a little bit younger than that. Because this is what the people don't understand. The key to success is you got to start early. Now, mm-hmm. unless you just happen, just, just again, anything is possible. Unless you just wake up at age 50 years old one day, says, you know what? I'm going to create... Uh, a way you can shoplift online from Amazon. Oh then, then you become a multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us have to work a little harder. <laughs> you know, so like I said, twenty uh, start with that. And then at the time, it was very like Little Kim, hardcore album mixed with Zayn. And here's the thing. Sex is always going to be funny. But a real comedian uh, or anything, even like a real entertainer, you can make people laugh with or without using profanity. Same mm-hmm. thing if you're a rapper, you can make people, you can you can have bars with or without using profanity. That's why I like uh, rapper Pat Poose. He yeah. can kill the beat off anything. Talk about cereal and it's just, it's dope. You yeah. know, so I had to start studying after other comedians and you got to try to talk about race. I would talk about the LGBTQ, you know, community. I would talk about uh, whatever, but the problem is as time is progressing, people have become more and more sensitive, you know, stuff like that. There are certain yeah. jokes. There have been times I've jumped on people's podcasts and prior to recording, they have said, please do not talk about the beehive. <laughs> please don't talk about Meg Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, the LGBT LMNO community. Don't talk about none of these people. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, listen, this is Young Black and Opinionated. I've probably put my foot in my mouth. We just say our opinions. And that's the beauty but of this podcast. Me, we can have different opinions. Scared. I hate yeah. this. I really hate the fact that people are so scared of what and I, mind you i get canceled all the time i don't have to be have attacked me online but it was via youtube now and you know what's so crazy no matter how many times i kept trying to report the um the comment they came back stronger uh so wow. you know what <laughs> well something that you said kind of reminded me of you know why i wanted to talk about this topic with you today i've been watching a lot of throwbacks recently love and sing uh living single jamie fox show uh def jam comedy I've just been binging all these shows, right? And I've always perked up a little bit more when I see the female comedians come on because I want to really see them like hang in there with the guys and like hold their own. And so when I watch these stand-up comedians on Def Jam Comedy, you might remember, you know, Laura Hayes and um, what's the other one's name? Adele Givens, Cheryl Underwood. They really had to basically like prove their worth and prove that they belong in this industry. And so can you just tell me how having, you know, female comedians like that uh, as, you know, role models, like really helped encourage you? Like, who did you look up to? Okay. So I'm about to tell you guys something that sounds like, wow, like Kendra, like I've only had maybe two, it used to be three, but it was like two female comedians that I actually would say I looked up to present day. Mm-hmm. Three. Uh, okay. Oh, or actually, used to be four. Tiffany Haddish used to be one, but then I, I after doing more research with Tiffany, I was a Tiffany Haddish fan. I got her book. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally was watching her from the very beginning. She was on shows like that, so Raven. She do, was an extra. I literally was following this girl's career, but then I realized after listening to some of her comedy, I'm like, she's getting the same material from her book, and she's putting it on stage, mm. and. 
It's not funny. Yeah. There's some people out there who are funnier on in movies than they are stand-up. Mm, interesting. Okay. Tiffany um Marlon Wayans made this uh comment to her last year, hit the shade room where it said that she is just over the top with it. And there were times, and you know how sometimes we all some people have come. I w- I've been wondering why are people hating on Tiffany so much? Like she's doing amazing things, she's getting all these brand deals, and she's doing great in the entertainment industry. And as soon as a woman reached this height of her career, all of a sudden y'all want to talk bad about her. So is it the fact that she's really not that funny, or maybe like you said, people are just hating on her? Well, okay, and, and again, it's not. I don't. I don't. And again, I don't want anybody to think that I'm being a hater or anything else like that. No, like, no. like I said, you <laughs> know. And, and, and I want to say this: like, I definitely uh, like your question, um, you know, and comment and everything else. It, again, a lot of times when it comes with women, you know, like James Brown said, it's a man's world. So yeah. men are going to always definitely win with that. There are some. And, some people don't think I'm funny and you have to just be okay with that. Like Tiff, there's some jokes. I'll be like, okay, cool. But I'll still go and support her in movies. Yeah. I definitely will support her. If I see her in person, I'm definitely not going to be like, you're not, I'm not going to be that person. Like I, I have more common sense than that. I'm not that type of person. I just think like for me per se, it's just, she's just not, she just didn't, you know, slap like I thought she did. There are other um, comedians that I could say are pretty good. I love Wanda Sykes. She's really mm-hmm. great. I, I don't care for Monique. Like, I love now when, <laughs> when I comes with her comedy, I don't care for it. But when she had her TV show, I liked her TV. Yeah. Not, not the Parkers. Um, the Monique show that came, it was on BET for a couple of years. I liked the Monique show. When she was talking about Amy Schumer's, Amy Schumer's not funny to me. Um, when she was so, talking about. That's what I ahead. wanted to ask you about, you know, the whole Monique uh, unfair pay, unequal pay situation. Like you said, I have come to realize as a creative, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. That's podcasting, music, comedy, art. Not every creativity is so subjective. Not everybody's going to like my stuff and find me funny, but at the same time, you know, when somebody has it and when somebody doesn't. And so Monique, yeah, I might not find her to be the funniest comedian, but she is talented and I think that she should be paid as such, you know? And so when Netflix was putting her through the ringer, only offering her 500K and offering Amy Schumer in the millions, I definitely feel like it just has to be her being a black woman. There's, there's That's not really what it much comes else. down to. And she was being black. But mind you, I, there are things I definitely agree when it comes with uh, Monique um, and the things that she has done and stuff like that. Like, like I definitely am wholeheartedly agreeing that you don't walk out the house in your bedroom clothing. And the fact that that is so popular amongst our people. And mind you, sis, I work at the airport. And for all the ones out there, because sis, I know you popping, you got like 10,000 listeners. I want everyone <laughs> who is listening to me, come uh, support me, all right? Con- Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta, Concourse B, as in Bravo, Zero, Non-Amata Kiosk. I'm come there say play. hi. Yes, I'm there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe on Mondays. Come leave me a tip. I'm not talking about your penis or strap on. I'm talking about <laughs> pocket change. All right. But no, you don't understand. Like, I never, you don't, I'm not, I'm telling you the truth. Even if I might see um, white women who don't look their best, they're not coming to the airport in a scarf. Mm-hmm. They're not coming into the, you know, I'm, I, it's, it's always the black women, Hispanics. I don't ever see that. And, and so you me, think we need to, hold ourselves more accountable in order to get that respect? I think, yes. Yes, definitely. Because we as Black people were already, you know, far behind as well as is. Like, we literally, we, they, white folks don't like us. 
Mm-hmm. Come on now. You know what? It took me so long to realize that I understand we only make up 13% of the population, but you have more white people on welfare than you do black people, but they only overhype black people. So again, yeah. we're the targeted uh, race, human race anyway. There's yeah. always something going on with us. I don't know if you saw the shade room the other day where that officer, this guy recorded, uh, you know, when his friend got pulled over, the got the officer threw the bag of whatever it was in the car, you wow. know? So again, it to me, it's like, yes, I think honestly. So that, basically whatever... To me, it looks like we might be praised in the media, like, oh my God, look at all these amazing Black actors and yada, mm-hmm. yada. But in reality, we're still fighting tooth and nail, especially Black women. Because, you know, recently with um, the Emmy nominations, I think Black Lady Sketch Show got five Emmy nominations. Some people didn't think it would make it to season two, and it did. And they're really hiring a, a, a great number of Black comedians, writers, all that. And, you know, Issa Rae is involved. And it just makes me proud because a lot of people probably expected this project to fail. And so do you think now we're seeing like a renaissance of black women in entertainment, black women in comedy, or do you still think we still have a long way to go? Mm-hmm. You know, with Lena Waithe, Shonda Rhimes, Ava DuVernay, now it's looking like maybe we're finally getting the attention we deserve and the credit we deserve. I feel like we are. I definitely feel like we are. I just I just really want us as a, you know, to just get more and more and more. Um, and and I want more women out there, you know, women of color to continue to fight, go after their dreams. Don't prostitute women to the fullest. But here's my question for you. Why do you think that women, like I was saying earlier on, why don't women support women as quickly as men support women? How come, how come is it a competition amongst us? Yeah, you know, just the last episode, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about like, why are people so stingy with the knowledge they have? People don't like to share knowledge in the creative industry. And then we were talking about why are people always hating on you? I really do think, especially amongst women, it is kind of a jealousy thing. It is a competition thing because we've seen that there aren't that many spots at the top. So we they do put us against each other. And by they, I mean the industry. They definitely do put us head to head. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, the things I wanted to talk about also was just creativity, like you said, and how nowadays you basically have to have a completely original idea in order to really break out. You can't just do the same thing as everybody else, like you said. And so I've been seeing a influx of like male comedians getting famous off of female personas. How do you feel about that? Because sometimes I feel like, what if it was, what if it was just a woman doing this instead of a man dressed as a woman? Bro, like you can't be trying to all be, you, you had a dance just like, like bring real men back. You still in our skinny jeans and the gossip. Okay, stop that. Stop <laughs> it. It's just that type of stuff bothers me. And yeah. again, I might be looked at, oh, you a hater. What's wrong? But again, why is that okay? Like, I'm going to, can, can I keep it? I'm going to keep it on the way real with you. I didn't like Shanae Jenkins. I didn't mm. like Mama Payne. Those are two ca- characters that Martin could have left. Like, I, I'm just going to keep it. And then you want to have the audacity try to holler at me. Brother, I know you like, like, like his butt too. Oh my who, God. Who do you want? Mine are his. Stop. I just, I don't like that. I just think that, and and the fact that that people are supporting that is not cool. And again, I don't want people to think I'm trying to be homophobic or anything else like that at all. I'm not. No, for me, it's just the fact that like, if a real black woman acts like Shanae, y'all call us ghetto. But when Martin does it, it's funny. So that's why I'm saying like, 
I would just and women rather... don't even we don't even act like that. Where did yeah. that actually come from? Yeah. Real women don't be acting like that. And that's why I'm glad to have shows like like I said, I've been binging Living Single and just watching this sitcom of young 20-something black year olds, they're not acting too ratchet, they're not acting out of pocket, they're just acting mm-hmm. like regular people living their nice lives and working their jobs. And I get the same feeling from Insecure. That's why I love that show so much because it is authentic and it is relatable. It is serious at times, but it's also a comedy at the end of the day. And so it is funny. And I just wish that more black women got to just be them true selves on camera, just funny. We might be a little loud, but we, we're not always attitude and popping our gum and flipping our hair. You know what I'm saying? But that, so, that to me, it's like, where did but that? But apparently that whole saying. bonnet, that whole bonnet comedy is selling right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love the comedian uh, Vante. He's funny to me. But sometimes it does go a little, it does look a little exhausting. Like, okay, how, what can you do now besides dressing up like a black woman? What else can you do? Exactly. And that's why I think as like when my comedy, I try to switch it up with certain things. I, you know, I try to have different, I try to have like different types of uh, topics to talk about that you can relate to and everything else. You know, skits aren't really my thing. I can think about doing a skit, but I'm like, "Eh, I'm not a skit person. I'm more of a rant person. Yeah. And I just wanted to read this quote also that I read from Quinta Brunson. Uh, She's a female Black comedian. And she said, some of the most creative things I see are not the most successful, but they're the most advancing and genre bending and help create the new waves. So she's talking about how like some of the most funny people that she knows aren't even on TV. Like they might not Mm -hmm. ever get to be on TV. She said, the people who inspire me the most creatively are the least famous people in the world. Some of them are stand-up comics, but you'll never see them on TV. But they are the most creative because they're doing something brand new. So I really like that quote because it just goes to show like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this, this style of comedy is getting the most love right now on social media, but there's so many other people doing other funny things. Like you don't have to dress up like a lady Mm -hmm. or you don't have, like you said, you don't have to, yeah, sex does sell, but you don't have to use sex as a female comedian to like advance. Like as I'm watching deaf comedy, as I'm watching deaf comedy reruns, I'm just realizing like, wow, these women, these women were plus size, were fully clothed up on stage just doing, just hanging up there like the guys. And I wish that we mm-hmm. could like really bring that back and like really be genuine and on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? And I think, um, one day, I don't know. I think it's just good to be an individualist. Cause like, like I said, sex is going, it, it sells, but at some point it's going to get old. And I had people when I first started out, they said, Kendra, you're funny, but you got to find something else to talk about. Like, why is this always a topic of conversation? And I had people who were, when I started off with like maybe 10 uh, subscribers on my Snapchat, 10 followers, they were like, Kendra, like, got to do something else. And I'm like, okay, let me figure out, let me go start studying after the community. So I started like, you know, going after some men and stuff like that. Because the only other comedians I thought about was Monique, some more. And um, what, what's what's her name? Uh, she's she's plus size. She's older. Uh, she, can, her 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 face is she's blonde. The short uh, blonde blonde. She she's she's uh. Was she on the Parkers? She is blonde, like really buzz cut type blonde, like a Dennis Luke Luke Luke. Mm. I cannot. I, it starts. I think it starts with an L. I feel I'm like it starts with an L. It'll come to me. It'll, it'll come to me. Lucille, not Lucille. It'll come to me. It will come to me. But okay. um, 
but yeah, but it's like I was thinking about her, and then I would look at their material. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of sexually charged. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and try oh, Lunell, Lunell. Yeah, see, I got the L right. You know, stuff like that. But I think also, like I said, for for as as women, you know, it's gonna be hard. You know, in a sense, because men already have this. Oh, well, you're gonna have to sexualize yourself. There have been men who don't even want to look my way, who are in the industry, if I'm not doing something for them yeah. you know i'm like sir like you is that what you want to be known as person just tricks off like you jigaboo the wow. sense that's what you that's what you are that's how that's what that's what you, and you know what tombstone that actually leads me to another quote that i heard from wayne brady about not really making content for other people and you touched on this earlier and just now as well he said creativity is the freedom to make not only what makes other people happy but to make what makes you happy. If those mm-hmm. two things happen to coincide, you've hit the lottery. Be free to create. What we end up doing, especially in show business, where there's a lot of money on the line, is people create with this, oh, this thing has to be the next big hit. I hope everybody enjoys it, having that in mind. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if people don't like you, you hate yourself afterwards. Have fun mm-hmm. in the creation. If it works, great. If not, you'll be, still be happy with it. So that really is true to what you're saying. Like you are taking other people's advice and taking other people's feedback, but you're still staying true to yourself, which I love because at the end of the day, yeah, you might get views, but authenticity really goes a long way. You know, that's true. That's what I'm hoping. That's why I'm hoping my authenticity will kind of carry me in my media career. You know, just being myself. It will. You know, but you know, the media industry is kind of a game. Like, I wonder how many hoops Oprah had to jump through and Shonda Rhimes, Issa Rae, you know? But I guess what you're saying is kind of, you know, you're sticking sticking to your guns. You're sticking true to yourself. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, and, and I think that's the thing about it. You, you, it's, it's not going to be easy. I, I listen to anybody out there. I want everybody who's going after their dreams. It doesn't even have to be a com- comedy. It's just anybody going after their dreams. It's not going to be easy. People will try to give you the runaround. People are going to try to get you to prostitute yourself. People are going to try to make you pay. Okay? Yeah. Now, if you want to do that, that's up to you. But you, you're you going to be the one with a wide booty hole and, you know, sore jaws. <laughs> and you're going to be broke. Oh, my God. Trying to, you know... Said, oh, I thought I was gonna make it. He said that he that's baby face cousin. They said that they were related. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh my god. Well, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to just sit here and you know talk about comedy and the entertainment industry. Because as women, it is hard. I feel like men. I mean, just recently on the podcast, I talked about how they had the first ever black woman host of Entertainment Tonight, and I was like. It's 2021. Why did it take so long to get a black woman on entertainment tonight? So we definitely have a long way to go, but I'm excited because women like you and I are really taking charge and people are noticing. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And before you go, you got to tell everybody your top three comedy movies. What's your favorite? (laughs) Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And yes, I said the whole name. (laughs) Number two is head of state. Mm. Um, number three. Uh, it's been a while since I see that. Let me think of. Let me think of something a little bit. My little, boyfriend. Oh, Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Yes, that's a great top three. And where can the people follow you on social media too? 
Uh, the Kendra Crown Show. My Instagram is the Kendra Crown Show. So D is in the K Y N as in Nancy D R A C R U M is the Mary P's and Paul Show. Not with no money sign, okay? Not no thick <laughs> ass ASAP Rocky S H O W. Quit putting. That. Speaking of money sign, you adults in quotation marks. We all quit putting the, the money sign for a replacement of S. Y'all remind me of people who probably still throw up the middle fingers in pictures, <laughs> and y'all remind me of people people who probably still text this that them. There uh, and what you doing all day? Stop that. My Instagram, that's my Instagram. My YouTube is Kendra Crump. Okay. Um, and my own podcast is the Kendra Crump Show. And sis, you are more than welcome to come on my podcast uh, every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Probably not every, depends on what I have going on, you know, because mama got a life too. I got 12 kids to raise. Anyway, <laughs> back to the story. So listen, um, crossover episode coming soon. Yes, yes, you can come. And I have like five other people who, who you know, sometimes or less, you know, other comedians, you're going to be laughing to, you know, your chicks are going to be hurting. Make sure y'all follow. Thanks for listening. Remember, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening right now and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast. Follow Kendra on Instagram. Her Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. T-H-E-K-Y-N-D-R-A-C-R-U-M-P show. The Kendra Crump show. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, what's my other social media? Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Miss Chris D. M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. Next week, I will be on vacation. Finally, y'all. I just talked about mental health at the top of the episode. This is going to be the break that I really, really need. I'm going to Puerto Rico. This is my first time on a plane since 2019. So I think next week, I'll just do a little fun episode. So stay tuned for that.